My name is Preston Grace, and I'd like to welcome you to the No Walls Podcast. So for this episode of the podcast, we got an incredible question sent in from Chelsea, who listens to the podcast. And uh, the question is, what is the church's superpower and what is her kryptonite? So we'll start off with, you want to start off with kryptonite or superpower? Let's start off with superpower. I like the lead with the positive, finish with the negative. Cool. All right. uh, Take that away. Whichever, whoever wants to go first. Okay. So... What is the church's superpower? So I would say, um, in my personal opinion, like obviously Jesus, you know, he's amazing and, you know, brings dead things to life. Um, Specifically, as far as like a logistic, um, I think the church's superpower is hope-filled community. It's like when the church is at her best, who are surrounded by a group of people who see light and even the darkest of scenarios, who are surrounded with people that do life with you, <coughs> they hold you up, um, like you just live life on purpose with people. Like I really believe that like all the people I know that aren't church people in my life seem to always be looking for the same thing, community. Mm-hmm. And the church is like, a free space for community for all mm-hmm. at its best. Like when the church is at her best, it is a place you can belong before you believe. Like exactly as you are, exactly where you are, you can come in and you can be welcomed with open arms. And then you get in here and you start finding out like there's hope that yeah. tomorrow can be better. And today you can do something about that, that you've got a father who loves you a risen savior to chase after someone who is going to walk with you. Like you start having these conversations and it changes everything. Like almost every podcast we wind up coming to relationships. So, I mean, obviously you probably could have predicted what my answer is going to be, but I just, I do. I think it's the superpower. My life has been affected by nothing the way community has affected it. Like, I mean, obviously Jesus, but like who I am is a product of the people I've spent my life with the last 13 years. Mm -hmm. And that changed everything for me. So I think community is the church's superpower, a place that you can belong, a place you can be loved, a place you can be set free, a place that you can develop and grow, uh, I think is a game changer. I think knowing there is a place that exists that at any moment in time I can come in as I am where I am, that right there, that is some seriously life-giving things. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What do you got, Trevor? Uh, right off the cuff, what comes to mind is that it's a it's a protected place for potential, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's a place that you can come in um, in processes and questions <clears throat> without. I wouldn't say without, but with a with more grace for, I guess, for repercussions, maybe. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, I don't know of another. I don't know if in this in this life I don't know of another place that a person can come in in a wide range of processes and still have a place to like like still be allowed to be in the room mm-hmm. um like the diversification of a crowd um and then like like Jesus at the center is an is a it's a unique foreign foreign to flesh concept 
um, and, and entity and, and person to filter things through. Mm -hmm. And I think the church is the, I look at it as like, uh, like Jesus as the yoke and then the church is the, like the white around it. Mm -hmm. And then like everything else is the, is the shell kind of a thing. And like, there's so much allowed to happen within that shell. Um, I don't know. I don't, that's, that's the imagery that kind of came into my head is like protected potential. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, I guess my mine's kind of a combination of y'all's answer. Uh, I think of the church's superpower as um, something that you say a lot, Taylor. Is like we can accomplish infinitely more together than we can apart. Right. And the idea one of our core values. One of our core values. Yeah. And uh, the idea that like we can have a unified vision, we can move faster whenever there's a large majority of us who have the vision. Like we have, we have something to chase. We have a savior. We we know that what we're we know what we're called to do, um, and how fast that stuff can move. But also, like what Trevor was saying, like when it's healthy, we can also create a spot where people who aren't quite in on the vision yet, or quite in on knowing where we're moving yet, can exist here long enough to adapt to it. And and that is to me like that that's a crazy superpower of the church is that we can we can just accomplish more together than we can apart. I love that. I mean, every time I'm on stage, I wind up, like, taking that kind of running with it in the way of, like, like, with the whole belong for you believe, like, I always wind up saying, like, if you stick around long enough, we believe you're going to find out that Jesus is everything he said he is. Yeah. And it's like, this community is designed to let you peaceably exist, full of doubt, full of questions, and still be fully accepted. Yeah. And being accepted creates hope. Mm -hmm. It creates avenue for love to grow and connections to happen which really is just kind of who jesus is yeah and before too long you start connecting dots it's like oh, okay there's nothing like this place there's no room i've ever been in that makes me feel quite the way this place does i've never been loved like this i've never been cared for like this and then you start connecting the dots like oh god must exist then because yeah. <laughs> yeah. no one has ever treated me like this right yeah. has ever spoke to me like this believed in me this way fought for me like right. this given me lanes to run like this right if this place can exist, then I am sure there is a good God in the world because right. now I have found a community that both loves me, develops me, and unlocks the best parts of who I am. And it's amazing to me that it really is a superpower because it's like, like you said, we can accomplish infinitely more together than we can apart. Yeah. When we are at our best, we change the world. Yeah. Like the impact a healthy church can make on its community right. because yeah. of the community. Right. Yeah. Like, the power of 500 people mobilizing to being a group of people that live by faith that are known by love and are voices of hope right mm -hmm. like could you imagine the power of 500 of those individuals just out here loving on folks right. yeah just caring for people investing in people believing in people inviting them to be part of the family loving those that are hurting uh feeding those who are hungry uh like that that's power bro like that's yeah. what makes the church unique because like everywhere else in the world it's about what you want yeah not with the church. Yeah. It's about what our Heavenly Father wants. And right. so we are about our Father's business, not our own business, and right. it changes everything. Right. So we live from a place of humility because we're thankful to get to be a part of the family. And that's powerful. Right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the reach too. So like whenever people decide that they are the church and, and like you were mm -hmm. saying, like you get like 500 people in the community that are like, you know, like we're in this thing. Like we're going to love people well. Um, it doesn't just affect the culture of being in the building of the church, but now like, uh, like 
manufacturing plants culture in there is different because people actually like are loving on each other there instead of you know whatever culture that like people's jobs are different like the you know the the walmart feels different because people in there have a different attitude and it's it's that kind of impact to me is is crazy that the church can can branch out outside of these walls and then like you just you see things shift because the majority of a community decided to have a vision that's like unified yeah last week our pastor Jared Callahan preached the sermon. Uh, it was the last week of Learnt, and he talked about how uh, God's in the people business, so we must be in the people business. Mm, yeah. In community is people business. Yep. It is the Father's heart, it is God's heart, and it is our heart. Right. And when the church, the capital C church, the local church, when she is about people, it is a bright, shining jewel unlike anything else. Right. It's a beacon of hope that calls the most broken to salvation and the most gifted to be able to change the world. Like, right. And that's what's incredible about it is the rich and the poor right. are shoulder to shoulder. The healthy and the sick yeah. are next to each other. Like, It's the only place in the world like it. Yeah. We're not preferring our brother or sister over each other. We just live for each other. Yeah. And when that happens, it's it's like the most it's just the most incredible thing. It's like it's right. where you want to be. It's right. home. It's family. It's right. who wouldn't want to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're chasing. Right. Yeah. It's the to, what comes to mind is that it's a place to hear and it's a place to see. Oh, that's so good. It's a place to hear about concepts and then see them walked out. It's the the imagery is that it's a shoulder to cry on. It's both empathetic. It's both safe, but it's also strong and protective. Yeah, and and, and it's a place that they can coexist. It's the it, and and I don't. I am yet to find a place like that in this life that is like that mm-hmm. to where um. And and like I said, it's a shoulder to cry on. It's that's that's the community. Yeah. Um, it, it's that protection. It's that not walking by yourself as well, um, and just kind of having that imagery and stuff because it can following Christ can feel very conceptual, yeah. and you can get really lost in the weeds on stuff. Um, but he he like like the church is for people, yeah. and I believe that um, he he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't need us to worship him. Um, it's it's like a byproduct of us seeing his love, and then the congregation of a church of people, the group of people, the the community that's built around that, around that love. Um, like you said, it's like that 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 unified group of people with this with a common um, core belief, if you will, um, is infectious. It's like like I said, it's it's protective and it's safe. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So. Um... So what is the church's kryptonite? So if I believe that the church's superpower is community, Mm -hmm. then what is the thing that kills community fastest? And in my opinion, that's selfish ambition. I think the second the church starts shifting from trying to give the advantage away to take it, it dies. Right. And that is our kryptonite. Right. Because somewhere along the way, we start thinking like, like we start wanting the gift over the giver. 
yeah. who start <clears throat> wanting to be seen. Um, we start wanting to be heard instead of trying to give people platforms to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, we start seeing growth and thus it's like our job now to protect it when it's like you didn't grow this to begin with. Like you were the, the conduit, the vessel God used, but it's like it was never yours to maintain. It was just yours to love. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, wow. And I've seen nothing in my life crumble churches faster and ego and pride and selfish ambition running rampant where we are forcing people to fit the perspectives we want them to right. then trying to process maybe there's something we can learn from them right like when the church starts becoming exclusive and not inclusive you just fall apart right and that only happens in my opinion when selfish ambition starts getting room to run it's like every dysfunctional church that has a really awful board or like they're trying to like fight to maintain their own privilege than like asking questions about how do we love the people in our church well. Right. Um, and just time and time and time and time again, that's what it's always been what gets the church. Like if yeah. you look through church history at our worst moments, at the root of that, selfish ambition. Yeah. It's trying to maintain power. It's trying to maintain status. It's trying to force our views and our specific way of doing things onto other people who don't see it the exact same way. There's like 10 denominations in our city. Why'd that happen? Well, because somewhere along the line, people started thinking like they were smarter than the person next to them. Right. Thus, they need to create their own caveat. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with one denomination or another. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is could you imagine what would happen if every Methodist church and every Pentecostal church and every Baptist church and every non-denominational church says, you know what? We actually don't care what we disagree on anymore. The question is, how do we go love our city? Yeah. Right. Like, could you just imagine, like, like you know what I'm saying? We've got like 60-something churches in our city, which is absurd, the number of churches we have. Mm. Like, in an ethereal world, could you imagine what would happen if we all sat down, had a roundtable, and the question was simply, how do we go set our city free? Yeah. You would blink, and our town would never be the same. Mm-hmm. But that's not happening. Yeah. And in my opinion, a large chunk of that is selfish ambition. Right. We would rather have our name on the banner. It, it needs to say the brick church Da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. and when that is true for us, it caps our ability to reach people because now being seen, being heard, and having power is more important than seeing the sick, the broken, the lost, the widow loved. Yeah, uh, and you cannot have community when selfish is the core value, mm. when me is the core value, when pride is the core value. Um, and so I absolutely believe my whole heart that the kryptonite to the church is us. Yeah. yeah. There's no exterior force that is about to cripple the church. Like, if anything, we are best when that happens because we're forced to lean on Jesus. Like, the church exploded in the midst of persecution. The worst thing for us is comfort. Yeah. Right. It's it's power. And when we get that thing flipped, man, we, we fall apart. Right. And so I think selfish ambition is without question the kryptonite. Yeah. yeah when the... When the focus on the apple becomes the priority and you miss the care of the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just kind of repeating the exact same that he said, maybe in a little bit different imagery. Um, the, the, your sight, the, the, your ambition or, or you're moving forward. Um, you've lost sight of the why. Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, that's, that's the crypt tonight is like when we, when we think that we've become God, when she thinks that she's become God and moving forward, I think that's, 
mean, obviously it's, it's, it's not sustainable. It may be pretty, it may be shiny, but it don't. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm the, the, I guess my initial answer that came to my mind, it falls under what you said for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but mine is a little more like zoomed in on one thing, I guess. But one thing I think that I've seen a lot, just if you just like look back at church history is whenever, um, tradition gets mixed up with like theology and, mm. and, and we think that we need certain things to exist for us to be be doing things the way that God wants them to do but like like we're choosing people or we are we're choosing those things over people right and that's and good you see that a lot I mean like even whenever you know uh, the Pharisees were on Jesus about doing certain things on the Sabbath and he was like are you really going to choose like the Sabbath over people like the Sabbath wasn't was for you and you're choosing that over over me healing people today like what what is up it's like like little things like that it's like whenever we start to think that these traditions and these things that um are above loving people i think that's whenever we start to see uh, a decline in the church but. man that's really good yeah <laughs> i think I think anything that gets us away from people business, man, it gets us in our kryptonite. And it, it it it's it's what's most unique about the church. Yeah. Cause it should be the place that doesn't have any agenda other than connecting you to Jesus mm. and seeing you be made whole. And because we're humans, we just we have a tendency to muck that all up. Yeah. And somehow start making things about us and it's just it's never been what it's about. And it's easy to say that, you know, because, like, <clears throat> we're trying to do that now. But, like, everyone thinks they're doing that, you know? Like, yeah, right. Because it's probably one of the reasons why feedback matters so much. But I think the question you got to ask yourself is what are the people who know nothing about Jesus or who want nothing to do with Jesus? What do they think about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> now, they don't have to agree with you. There's going to be things about your theology that's not going to line up with everybody. That's inevitable but what's their perception of your people? Yeah. You see, while I believe that our faith is always going to put us at odds with groups of people, no matter what, because no one likes the idea of absolute truth. No one likes the idea of a, of a savior who governs your beliefs, your thoughts, your actions. I do know that there are people I personally disagree with, but I think are very kind Mm -hmm. and very awesome and people I would want to hang out with, even if I don't see with them eye to eye, my prayer would be that the church is always that place. While you may not want to be here every Sunday, you know it's your sanctuary. Yeah. Because it's yeah. a place you can come to when you really, really need it. Yeah. Even if you want nothing to do with it before, it's still a place you can come and be a part of. And I think anything we can do that reminds, that, that keeps the heart of God in front of us, and that is people, Yeah. can keep that selfish ambition out of the way. But when we cross it, that's our kryptonite. So the question becomes, how do you, how do we not do that? Yep. Like, how do we, how do we keep kryptonite away? How do we keep that stuff uh, from seeping in and, you know, crippling what we would all assume is a church that we love? Like, we all right. love this place. Yeah. Right. And I think it's healthy. I think it's growing like crazy and we're seeing people get changed. So how do we make sure that in five years we don't, we don't buy into the kryptonite? Yeah. I think you have to put things in, in, you have to put, you have to put, bring people to the table that help you not become an echo chamber. 
um, as a church. I think you can, I think you can get surrounded by too many like-minded people. I think you can get in rooms where it's like, we're all talking the same way. We all think the same way. And we're only catering to each other. This mm-hmm. table is full, but we're going to die one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think trying to avoid that and bring, bring new perspectives, um, <laughs> eat dinner, almost like eat dinner with the, <laughs> the lady that runs the um, prostitute house and eat dinner with the Pharisee too, and get, get all the different perspectives. And yeah. that's those. I was trying to think of polar opposite <laughs> like uh, concepts, and that's what came to mind. Um, I'm very stuck on the chosen still, you yeah. know. And um, anyway, I think of trying our best to avoid um, becoming an echo chamber. I think that's a nightmare. Of like, like I think we do a lot of things with really good intentions, and then we wake up and realize that we're moving forward with ourselves, with our own ambition, and we left God behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we wake up in an echo chamber. We wake yeah. up in a, like this room was never where I wanted to be or never where I dreamed to be. But I, I, and sometimes you can't even look back and figure out where you kind of fell off of or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's what comes to mind is like, like try to not become that. Yeah, that is good. Um, so something, I was actually going to ask you this question because I think this is the answer to it, but I, I was going to get some more practical, um, advice from you on it. Cause me and you Taylor have talked about it before. Uh, but I think the answer is to stay motivated to see people win and, and see life change. And and sometimes whenever you're at the church all the time, whenever this is like the thing that you're just doing day in and day out, you get more caught up in the process than the people. And we've had a podcast about that. Sure. Um, and I actually had a moment uh, a couple of Sundays ago where I looked out and like I was, I was a little frustrated. I was trying to figure some things out on the tech team and we were having some complications I looked out and I saw some people worshiping and just like lost in it. And I was like, I got, I had to remind myself like, this is for them. Like the whole point we're doing any of this is so that they have a place where they can come and they can have corporate worship and they can hear a message and they can go out and they can change the world because their life is changed in here. Mm. And for me, it's moments like that, that, that keep me motivated to see life change. Um, and I think if us as individuals can have those moments, then <laughs> holistically as a church we can feel that and we can stay motivated to see life change and stay motivated to see people come to know jesus right i think those are beautiful answers yeah i like those a lot i think i think for me we need to always be having conversations about how we can give the advantage away so um for example clearly having a conversation with a lot of the staff on Monday <clears throat> and someone came with an idea to do uh, like a meet the pastor slide, which there's nothing wrong with meet the pastor slide. Yeah. But the immediate thought that was shared is like, but like, are we about to put ourselves on pedestals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That for me is uncommon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've been in tons of rooms right. where pastors would have loved to get their face on the big screen. Mm-hmm. They would want their birthday celebrated from stage. And again, I'm not blasting other churches that do that. But for us, we are so focused on not trying to put the perspective on us, right. but on the people we've been called to lead. Right. That anything that starts to even blur that line at all, we run so hard against that. Right. <clears throat> and I think as a church, as we grow, as more people talk about the church, as more people come and as numbers continue to grow and new fancy things happen and we're not quite so duct tape operations, 
we can never lose that. Yeah. Right. Like we can never lose. This is for the people. Yeah. This is not for me. And any platform that God decides to give me on earth for any reason has only ever been given to me so that I can launch other people into their destiny. Yeah. If the church sees itself as a launching pad for broken people to find healing, for people who have profound potential to change the world, for individuals to come in and find a community that loves them well, if we can constantly see the church as a place to launch people into everything God's called them to be, then it's not going to become about us. Yeah. It will always be about seeing God's best for the people in front of us, the rich, the poor, the hungry, the thirsty, all of them. Like we want to see all of them win, all of them be launched into their destiny. And it's trying to not turn this place into a museum mm. or into a country club where we all have to fit a certain mold. And right. so <clears throat> like part of what allows the church to be healthy is all the diversity. But I think the reason we have diversity is because for us, what you look like and where you come from isn't a qualifier or a disqualifier. It's simply who God made you. Mm -hmm. And now our question is how do we help you leverage all that you are to change the world around you, yeah. to change your world and the world that God wants to change through you. And right. so if we can stay focused on helping people touch and reach their God-given potential, if we can stay focused on realizing everything we have is simply so that we can set people free, right? then I don't think we'll bite into the kryptonite. I don't yeah. think we'll become the selfish ambition because we will build our philosophies around giving the advantage away. Yeah. Like for me, the fact that I'm not preaching next week is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that it's you on the stage, it's you with the mic. Like if, if, if I had it my way, you would preach the rest of the year mm -hmm. and I would be the loudest daggum cheerleader in the background. <laughs> yeah. Like, because that's who we are. Like that's yeah. our DNA. And if we'll fight to keep that, then not only selfish ambition can grow. Right. Like it's, it's, it's not even allowed. Like we're not biting on that. Like, and that's how we do that. As we stay a church that's focused on letting and setting people free into who God's called them to be. Yeah. It's all about giving the advantage. It's all about helping others be seen, not helping us be seen. And then anything that blurs that line, we just kick it aside. Yeah. I just, I do. Like, it really was profound to me to think that, like, huh, I'm not sure I saw that one. But our lead pastor like, you know, I mean, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not that one. Yeah. But, you know, what we would do, we'll do a leader spotlight, though. Like, we'll grab yeah. other leaders and we'll put them on the screen. Like, that's yeah. so cool to me. That's right. so different. That's so fresh. That's so right. unique. And I think we can maintain that as our heart. I yeah. think we'll be good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And that it is incredibly unique because of like, like we're surrounded by incredible people in our leadership who are leading us, like our leaders about like the next tier up, if you will, or yeah. whatever. And like our heartbeat is like, I want, I want as many people to know you as possible. Yeah. Like I want to tell everybody and their mom about Jared Calhan. Yeah. But like, he's like in that, in that particular scenario, it's like, it's like, oh no, like that's not gonna be a thing. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about like the combos I've had with Ryan Gray and be like, no, you gotta know this guy. He's like, eh, like, like, but what? But you know what we could do? Like, cool idea. Let's not do that. But you know what we could do? <laughs> we could highlight the people that we're loving. We yeah. could tell you that like you don't have to only be a Jared Callahan or a Ryan Gray or a Taylor Otterbein or a Preston Grace to be worth a spotlight, mm -hmm. worth a recognition. Let's say that I like that better. Um you can be 
Fred at the counter. You can be Susan sweeping. You know, you can be yeah. whatever. Like, like you, you, we're on the same playing level. Yeah. Um, that's incredibly unique. Yeah. And I think that's something that, like, like my brain doesn't even go that way. I don't even think about that because I only see them in that light. But then, like, them being like, well, let me teach you. And, like, that's like, oh, okay, cool. I've got stuff to learn. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's anyway, that's incredibly unique and really beautiful. Yeah. Good. If we'll stay trying to give advantage away, Selfish ambition has no room to grow. Yep. And if selfish ambition has no room to grow, no room to grow, then this can be the community God meant it to be, and we can stay in the people business. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, this is a great uh, place to end this thing. Uh, love you guys. Thank you guys so much for talking with me today. Love you. Love you.